0: On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. Joining me, familiar face and voice to many here in Western New York, and matter of fact, on this very radio station, Kevin Keenan, who is the founding partner and president for Keenan Communications Group. And Kevin, welcome in. Good to have you.
1: It's good to be here, Randy. Good to see you again. I was thinking on the drive in that you and I worked together. Back into the 90s, so we've known each other for well in excess of 20 years. Yes, too many years, so I think <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best lot way to A great put it. memories in this building and also at 2077 Elmwood when we were there in North Buffalo for all those years as well, because you started as an intern, right? Yes, yeah, I did. Intern with Brian Meyer.
0: Yeah, and uh, f- for you, was uh, broadcasting, at least to start, what you had always kind of envisioned? It
1: was. I as, as a kid, I got involved in radio in high school, I was at only in high school, and One day I heard on one of the local radio stations and one of the great call letters of all time, WMNS, Weather, Music, News, and Sports. And Archbishop Balch High School had a radio show. And I thought, that's something I'd like to do. And I knew that the athletic director at my high school at Only high Matt Conti, had a radio show. So I talked to him about it, and we we pitched it to the general manager at the radio station, a a fellow by the name of Jack Gaeta, and they they gave us a half-hour slot and this was uh, started on a saturday morning and i was on with my cousin tim and my best friend kevin kenyon and we did we did some news from the school we did sports we would bring people in to interview them it was a live show and my friend kevin was this music savant and so he would do a golden oldie every week and he would research a, a song and he would give a very in-depth overview of the song and then we'd play the song. We played some music on there so it was really fun and uh, uh, that's how it all started and then I got a job there at that radio station and uh, worked uh, through high school and into college, moved over to WHDL while I was at St. Bonaventure and then I got a job out of college at Wham 1180 in Rochester and then I came to BEN in the summer of 1984 and was here until 2000 and then in August of 2000 I left and I took a job as the first lay director of communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo and was there until the end of 2011 and uh, we launched Keenan Communications Group in January of 2012 so it's been it's been over 7 years
0: and I know things change so as you mm-hmm. went from the broadcasting career into working for the diocese and then branching out on your own kind of a natural progression was that I don't want to say was it always the plan, but is that something that
1: kind of just kind of grew naturally for you to branch out on your own? No, and it, because I, th- I thought I would stay in radio and maybe move into television at some point. And while I did do some part-time TV work over at Channel 13 in Rochester back in the late 80s, I was a weekend sports anchor. It just never it never worked out. But I really love radio, and to this day I listen to radio all day long. And in my car at home. And I, I love the tune in dot, uh, the tune in app uh, because I've got a client a couple clients in Philadelphia. and KYW is one of your radio stations. So it's real easy to listen to what's going on there when I'm here and when I'm down in Philly. It's great to be able to listen to B-E-N on the app. And uh, so I listen on the app an awful lot, and it's, a, it's, it's terrific. But I love radio. I thought I would stay on radio. And then things started to evolve, and I started to talk to the diocese about that opportunity back in 2000 and never thought I would leave there. I was really happy there, really interesting job. We did radio, television, public relations, published the Western New York Catholic, published the, the Catholic directory, so, and we had 22 people in the office, so it was a really big operation. But what happened, Randy, is Bishop Kimmick was getting ready to retire, and so I just thought I'm going to start sending out a couple of emails just to see if there might be anything out there. And I'll never forget, it was a Saturday afternoon, and 30 minutes after I sent out the email, I got an email back from Carl Calabrese who is the senior partner at 2 Martucci Calabrese and Associates, and he's a regular on your station uh, talking uh, politics. He's a really terrific political analyst. And Carl emailed me back. He said, we have this communications company on paper that we've never been able to launch because we're too busy. So I talked with Carl and Tony Messiello, the former mayor, Vic Martucci, who was the former Republican chairman in the town of Tanawanda. We talked for about seven or eight months before we came to an agreement. So it was a very thoughtful process. Put together a business plan, and it's worked out. I could not have picked three better business partners to, to team up with. They have great instincts. They're they're just terrific people, and we become really really. Great friends and with their families, and it, it just could not have been worked out better. So it wasn't something that that was in my plan. But I, what I've learned is you've got to be nimble, and it's worked out very well. So hopefully this is my last job. Yeah, right. <laughs> but one never knows.
0: Speaking with Kevin Keenan, the founding partner and president Keenan Communications Group. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of what it is that Keenan
1: Communications Group does. We do public relations. A lot of crisis communications we do grassroots advocacy and social media so depending on the client, for example, one of our one of our big clients is made of the mist, which is the the boat tour that goes f- uh, to the base of Niagara Falls and has been in operation uh, continuously since 1886. It's one of the oldest tourist attractions in North America. They actually launched in 1848 and uh, there, during the Civil War they, ceased operations because of of an economic downturn but uh, it's 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 iconic it's a worldwide brand so we manage their public relations for them uh, we also uh, take care of all their social media so made of the mist is on facebook twitter and instagram we also get an awful we we're the, we're the point people for their guests who may be Contacting them through the through the website, and so we get. Uh, it's interesting because the Maid of the Mist typically operates from April until November, yet December, January, February, we're getting a lot of uh, of correspondence from people from all over the world, people that are interested in coming and want to know when the season is going to begin. They have questions about the tour and that sort of thing. So we we do a lot of work for Maid of the Mist, and so that's that's probably a traditional client that we have where it's public relations and social media. I, I have a client in Philadelphia. I mentioned that I have a couple of clients in Philadelphia. I actually am the director of communications for a Catholic high school in Philadelphia, Archbishop John Carroll High School, and it's uh, it's an archdiocesan school. has about 800 uh, students in their really impressive 56-acre campus, a lot going on there. And I'm able to do it remotely because I've got a good team that assists me on, on campus with uh, images and that sort of thing that we need for our internal, external communications. Also, um, I'm one of the social media team members there. And I get down to Philadelphia probably about every six weeks to, to, uh, to try to time my meetings with their board of directors meetings. So that that's an interesting... Uh, experience because it's a remote. And and with the technology today, you really can can do that. We also represent uh, a group of property owners up in Niagara and Orleans counties. It's called Save Ontario Shores. And uh, this is a group that's banded together, and they are opposed to the proposed installation of about 40 industrial wind turbines, which would be the tallest structures in New York State outside of New York City. And it's, uh, that's been a, an ongoing effort for a couple of years. And th- that's a good example of where uh, Carl Calabrese and I team up together to work on a project. And, and uh, Masiela Martucci, Calabrese & Associates, our business partners, are located in our office. We share the same office space, and they're lobbyists. And they are the only... Buffalo-based lobbying concern in New York State. Uh, some of the lobbying firms have offices in Buffalo, but these are the only Buffalo-based uh, lobbyists. And so we do work together with some clients, and that does help when you've got uh, the, the political strategy people and the public relations strategy people operating right out of the same office. It really, really helps. And there are several different clients that we do work to uh, together on.
0: Knowing you as long as I have, I know that the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. uh, Catholic faith, means an awful lot to mm-hmm. you, and it has a lot to do with what you've been doing as far as jobs. Mm-hmm. And you also touched on crisis management, and those two things kind of came together a couple of ways for you. Uh, originally, when you were with the diocese, sure, uh, yeah. as I recall, mm-hmm. the although it wasn't termed this, the consolidation right. where they were right, the selling off and some faith of the and grace. Yep. Correct. Now, most people would know it as a consolidation. However, what you just said, journey of faith and grace. Yep. Uh, was that kind of a, an idea or a concept that was brought out to better position it or to make it easier to understand for people? Was that part of the plan?
1: Yes. And and we worked very closely with um, a, a lot of stakeholders in developing the journey of faith and grace. But this that's a good example of a crisis that an organization knows is going to happen. This was a crisis of our own making at the diocese. And we were consolidating parishes. It was the largest consolidation of parishes in the history of the Catholic Church in the United States. went from 276 churches to 176. There were 100 that were closed over the course of several years, and at the same time, we were consolidating and closing Catholic elementary schools. So there was a lot of communication that had to go on, first internally, to make sure that Catholics across the eight counties of western New York knew what was going on and why it was happening. And Bishop Kimmick was really good at reaching out to people, and he, he has this style of even though he's making very difficult decisions, he could explain it in a way that people understood. He asked people to understand and accept the decisions, and by and large, they did. There were some people that didn't, and that's certainly understandable, and you you, you would have asked questions about the organization if people didn't push back. What was interesting at, at, at the time, Randy, because this was from 2004 to 2008, this was really in the early days of social media. So it was before people really knew how to harness the power of social media. And there were some other school closings that happened after I left the diocese, and people at that time then, 2012 on, really knew how to use social media, and it was very effective in, in a couple of different groups that they really were able to form an alliance, coalitions with other Groups that were also being affected, other parishes. So we we were lucky in that way. I think that that social media wasn't a, a huge part, but we were very open, very open. We had uh, you know a website d- devoted to to the journey of faith and grace. And the other thing that Bishop Kimick did from a strategic standpoint, which I thought was smart, is they went kind of section by section of the diocese. They didn't just shut everything down at the same time. And what that allowed us to do during the process from a strategic planning standpoint is learn all right we did this announcement this way we need to make a couple of changes and so we got better and better at it as 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 time went along. Keyword in there, change, because as we both well know, this
0: area in particular is very resistant mm-hmm. to change, and especially a radical change like, mm-hmm. well, you, losing a parish that you've gone to for decades.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's why you've got to to really be open with your communications and tell people. You can't always tell people everything, and, but you need to make sure that your internal stakeholders are aware of what's going on. Often, in, in most cases, you want them to know before media know. And so you set up your, your communications strategy and decide who, who gets notified about these things first. And there, there's a very important sequence every time you do this. And a lot of times people think that you need to go to the media first, and you don't, but you've got to get to them very quickly. Because what has happened now is as soon as you tell one of your stakeholders, they typically will either put it on their social media or – Contact media. What I, what I think is really interesting is members of the media now are much more accessible than they were when I was in broadcasting and, and in radio news. It's just because you can contact somebody through their Facebook page, through Twitter. Uh, their email addresses are everywhere. They'll put their cell phone numbers out. So they, And they're out um, very actively uh, looking for people to talk to about their stories. So you've got to make sure that media are in that mix very early on because you you want them to get the messaging from you as opposed to somebody who may not be happy with what you're announcing.
0: Right. Social media certainly is complicated mm-hmm. the way everybody works, it's, but especially it, in your realm. It
1: has. But I also look at it that it's 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 an additional. Way that an organization can communicate directly to its stakeholders that they don't have to wait for media to report on the story. So you can get people your complete news release. People never used to see news releases, and now we're sending them out to stakeholders all the time. And so it's it's I I look at it from the standpoint that it's it's from a from a public relations standpoint as a positive because we can communicate in so many ways and media also can use it to help tell our story, tell my client's story, because they'll forward it to all of their, uh, their followers on social media. So I, I look at it as very much a positive. I, I look at media as a, 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 a not a partner, but some, a very important, they, media have a real important role to play in any communications message.
0: At this point, we can't have you leave without it getting out the uh, ways to get a hold of you if we've sure. intrigued someone about you, know, the possibilities <laughs> right. of using you for help sure. in we any have of a, those areas yep. we talked
1: about. We have a website. It's keenancommunicationsgroup.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it uh, tells the whole story. Keenan, K E E N A N, keenancommunicationsgroup.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Keenan Group on Twitter and Keenan Communications Group on Facebook. Fair enough. Kevin, don't be a stranger. Come in more often. Thanks, Randy. Really appreciate the time. Takes you half an hour to get through (laughs) here before we actually do these things.
0: So, you know, just keep that in mind next time. I will. Kevin Keenan, founding partner and president of the Keenan Communications Group. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN.